Experts claim there is nothing tougher than a diamond. But at Diamonds Direct, we beg to differ. Have you ever met a mother? Strong, radiant, timeless. This Mother's Day, give her the gift that meets her match. With diamond jewelry starting at $200, plus Diamonds Direct's exceptional quality and unbeatable everyday price, you're sure to give her a gift that wows this generation and the next to come. Experience the thrill of jewelry shopping done right at Diamonds Direct. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. Coming to you live from the Cross Country Mortgage Campus in Berea, Ohio, this is Cleveland Browns Daily, brought to you by BallyBet, now live in Ohio on 850 ESPN Cleveland. Here are your hosts, Bo Bishop and Nathan Zagura. on a Tuesday, Merely Bo, the great Z. Do I, am I seeing this right? The man whose loins the show is birthed is joining? That's right, the notorious VIC. Got How about that? that? That's exciting to talk about our reported offensive coordinator for a job that's reportedly open. That's right. All right, very good. Yeah. He'll join. There might be some news on that later on in the week. Yeah, there already has been news. It's been reported. That's the news. That's the news. That's the news. The reporting. Well, we'll get the scoop. If indeed it appears maybe he might be coming. But will we get the scoop or will we get the confirmation? No, no. We'll get the we'll get the scoop today from Notorious. Oh, Notorious may have boots on the ground. Amazing. Like he, he may have talked to him. He may have talked to him. Yeah. Can your source? Can we say I mean we'll have to say that. Can you confirm yeah. that Ken Dorsey has been hired by the Cleveland Browns? And then he can go back to his reporting days and say, yeah, who's your source? Ken Dorsey. Oh. <laughs> that's, pos- that's in that's play. Good. That's in that's play good. for a while. Although time. that has happened in the past and we have not been able to report. Well, we weren't, but we, we were, were not. He's not under that yoke. No, there's no yoke. Yokeless. He's yokeless. That's right. That's at 2.30. Oh, baby. That's, that's going to be fun. So yeah. we have that to look forward to, which is very nice. Um, I'm coming in today. We've had a stretch of about a week of like this 50s, 40s. Today it's cooler. It's like low 40s, mid 40s. Sun's out today. We're kind in, of out. Sort of. Kind of out. It's a weak performance, it but we'll take it. We haven't like, seen it. Never even thought it's never to Bluebird. sunglasses. I was like, I, I actually did. On the way over, it started to pop, and I did. Um, I actually forgot like what time of year it was because it's felt so much like March the last week that I was almost – you could all, if you would have said you to me – some snow. No, 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 but it's yeah. all been gone for yeah better part of a week, and it's been in the 50s. It's been rainy. Like forties, like it's classic mix, March, which is yeah. March. Usually. Yeah, this normally this time of year. Oh yeah, it's deep freeze. You yeah. know, we're twenties and thirties is kind of the operation, and we're. You could convince me it was it was March seventh. It's not. It's not. In fact, it is the today is Nana's birthday Eve. Oh my gosh, the birthday Eve. Birthday now is she Eve. as audacious in her ass as as Pedro is for the birthday dinner? No, she wanted. I don't know. This is so strange. She wanted 
French flavored pork was her request. Brussels is sprouts like and a, a salad with like a burgundy wine sauce. I don't know. So what I'm going to make French I'm going to make a pork tenderloin. Okay. I'm going to use some herbs de Provence in the seasoning. I like it. And then I'm going to make a an au poivre sauce with a currant jelly. Well, how are you going to do the uh, uh, this? What was that? And Run that by me again. I think I said it right or wrong. No, I think I you know. said it right. Au I think poivre. you did. I, you could have convinced me either way. I don't have. It's going to have some chicken and right some chicken and beef broth in the stock. Okay. And then you reduce it down. We mix it with a little bit of this uh, black currant jam because that's not too sweet. And then reduce it down a little cornstarch, salt, pepper, and then you turn it into a thick kind of demigloss that I'll drizzle over the pork tenderloin. I like that. You're going to sous vide that sucker? I'll sous vide that sucker. I'm going to yeah. sear it first, then sous vide it. I like it. Sear first, give you the crisp, and then you'll sous vide it up and make it perfect. You mm-hmm. don't have to worry about it. It's a good thought. Yeah. Um, all right. So that's that's so she'll go that that's route. It. That's what she. That's that was the request. Okay. And she wanted. You're gonna love this. She wanted a mini screwdriver set. I thought you were gonna say a mini screwdriver like cocktail. No, she does not want that. <laughs> I mean, I'd be happy to give her one. Uh, equally would have been as shocking. If she, an actual mini screwdriver set yeah. would have been equally as shocking as a mini screwdriver. Yeah. Like a little orange with a an little absolute. Orange, yeah. I'd be. It would be, be. I'd be so thrilled if that's what she. If that's what she wanted. She wanted that. She wanted an orchid. Beautiful orchids are beautiful. They are beautiful. And then I had gotten her, you know, those Stanley, Stan. I mean, of course, you know, they're everywhere. They're now SNL skits. They're everywhere. I don't get it. But I yeah. dropped Bryce off at. I wonder if you have the same experience. I dropped Bryce off at school. Yeah. This morning, or last week. I'm sorry. And I saw probably 20 middle school girls get out of their parents' cars and go in. 20 for 20 had a Stanley. So Arden takes her Stanley. It's a. Everywhere. It is an insulated. It's a Yeti. It's a Yeti with right? a handle. With with a handle. That's all it is. It's a Yeti with a handle. That's right. Yeah. The one thing. Do I dare? Should I? I don't even know. I'll save this for off because I think I could dissuade like all of the girls in wearing in in using these things. I don't think you can dissuade it. It's a fad. Should I? Should it's, I try to dissuade them? Momentum is. It's. Should I try to dissuade? It's them? a fad. I know it's a fad, but like, there's something that's. Go ahead, Gibby. Do you have something real? It, it it contain it. It's about the Stanley. Right, go ahead, go with lead. The Stanley. It's the lead. The conversation is about the lead. In all lead. of these tumblers, there is not one Yeti, lead threat, and yeah. it is in the Stanley cups. So there's lead in the cup. Yes, supposedly, allegedly, they vehemently deny the allegations. I bet. Yeah. So the tobacco companies. Right. Well, Stanley did say yes. Lead is used in the manufacturing process. Oh my gosh! But the product <clears throat> needs to become damaged in order to expose the lead. <laughs> Excuse well, me. Well, maybe when kids are fighting over the Stanleys, they'll get damaged, and then lead will leak everywhere. I mean, I was just going to use the the much more vain poll of if you one of the fastest way to cause wrinkles in your mouth is to suck on a straw. Did not know that. Yeah. Think also, about it keeps it. your teeth though whiter, right? And you get the you get the the wrinkles in the lip. With hmm. it. So Did not know that. If you try no, to persuade, those are go lead so, and wrinkles in the lip. So Nana doesn't want the big one, but shoot, there's this. They make one that's I think a twenty ounce tumbler that has a a, a top with a handle. And she like wants a, like the gripper, and like a sippy cup straw. And so we got that for her for Christmas because she Nana. It is true in her seventies. She's loved a sippy cup. She thinks the convenience of a sippy cup is unbelievable. Now, are you talking about like the ones when they're like little babies and they basically the oh, like it would be ones where they're like, this is for like a six year old. 
So it's like a plastic one with that yeah. straw that like flips up. Oh, that you have oh. to like. Yeah, yeah. But it's like the same kind of straw same. that you kind of like bite the suction. Straw. Oh, that you want the. Yeah. So she. So we're like enough. Can't have Fine. that anymore. So I'm like, we're this getting. Move a, on. This is a grown up version of that. I like it. She liked it so much. So now she has one. She wants to have one at our house and one at her house. Multiple. Yeah, she's like, and then the mini screwdriver. Because I was like, but it has a handle, so it can travel with you. You take it anywhere. Take it anywhere you want. But it's not she bound wants one at, at by, each in, place. by, by the way, domicile. These things. Well, happy birthday, Nana. Happy these birthday. things are tough. These things are tough to acquire right now. They are hot. Did you? I mean, I don't know if you saw the viral video about um, my mom's. <laughs> here's my mom. Nana firing, just rapid fire stream conscious. You told me I had to tell you what flavor I want. So I was like, what do you want for dinner? Like, yeah. what kind of cuisine and what yeah. protein? So that's how we got, hence that's how French. We, that's so French. Then she said, so do I want a lead-laden Stanley? It's, there's no, don't break it. And don't then, break it, you're and fine. Then, the and bottom. then next one, now I know why I have wrinkles around my lips. There it is. There it is. That's it. Sucking on straws. Straws, are, you it. don't need them. It's, there's no need. No need, kids. The bottom of each quencher made by the beverage container powerhouse is a circular barrier made of stainless steel, which covers a pellet that contains lead. A spokesperson (laughs) for Stanley explains, the pellet seals the product's vacuum insulation, and it is not accessible unless the stainless steel barrier comes off, which is possible but rare. Per the spokesman. Yeah. Okay. I feel like you'd know if like no right away. I think your barrier came off and there yeah. was a lead nugget. Yeah. Looking you in the staring you in the face. I feel like you would. Why even mess with it? I don't know. I don't know. It's fine, Nana. You're safe. You're, you're safe. We would never. You're fine. We're never. We're never going to do anything to put the Nana in any harm's yeah, way. Yeah. No one will ever. Do Nobody that. has danger. There are no dangerous fads. <clears throat> no, not at all. Um, so. I wa- I watched my first NBA game last night, and you went to. One. I was there. Yeah, it was great. It was great. It was really pretty great. Like I I hadn't watched one this year. Uh, we got done with basketball practice, and and Beamsy wanted to watch it, and NBC was doing gaming stuff, and so uh, so we watched. Beamsy and I watched. It was awesome. Great. Kawhi is awesome. He's great. Donovan Mitchell is awesome. awesome. We've got some guys that look like they could be playing in the rec league. Like that one guy who airballed this with George's and Yang. Like, yeah. I cannot yeah. believe that guy's in the NBA. Like, unbelievable to me. Good length. He made a couple threes, I think. Yeah. At one point, though, I said to Novak, he was like two for eight. He had airballed one. Yeah. And I was like, I could do that. It's like, I could go two for eight and airball and be useless on defense. Perfect. You'd shoot better. I think so. You give you a month. I don't think like you're going to go two all of I was eight. Doing. If all you're doing yeah. is knocking down shots. Yeah. I feel like you could do that. They sure. play very little defense. No. Um, Kawhi was still fun to watch. Harden actually was pretty good in this one. Russ had some good moments. The Cavs are good. The Cavs have a big question of what to do now when Garland comes back because it feels like it ain't broke right now. No, well, they won like 9 out of 10. Now 10, 10 out of 11, and the, yeah. the Clips had won five in a row by double digits. Yeah. Against good teams. Yep. So this is my one takeaway. I'm curious watching it. Did yep. you did you know going in or coming out of the game? Do you know what Paul George has been averaging this season? No point of reference. Okay. None. I've All been... right. So my big takeaway from this game was like, dude, Paul George is washed, like broken, done. I thought yeah, he, I didn't, I thought he, didn't he looked washed. He had I, ISOs on Mobley and couldn't even get to the basket. I mean, he looked washed to me. I think the the thing about that league though is is like. 
this is what makes this is why they're in such a tough spot, and they are in a tough spot. Like you don't know what you're going to get night to night, and it's just like Embiid not playing this weekend in Denver with a mysterious knee thing, and he hasn't played in Denver in and three years. And then play in Portland last night, right? Yeah, and last year like Luca didn't play here, Steph didn't play here. Like it sucks. Like you don't know what you're going to get on a night to night basis. So like in this league that we make living talking about. If you're healthy, you play, and oftentimes, if you're not healthy, you play. Well, in every game, because you're matters. playing one game, every game matters. In their league, the games don't matter. That's the problem. Matter, so I'm saying, who cares? Nobody doesn't cares matter. Who won. Didn't matter who wins or loses. You hope you're entertained for a couple hours, but that's it. But yeah. like, it's you're, there are no what, stakes. What matters is like a ten game tranche. Yes. One, to bring back one of your favorite tranche, words that I just word. loved. What matters is like, well, how are you in ten games? That's really what it is. An individual game is nothing. Um, so like, Paul George. By the way you frame that leads me to believe that he's having an exceptional season. He's averaging like 23 and a half, yeah. six boards. And I was like, there's no way. I yeah. watched this game. There's no way. No. He looks washed. Yeah. I mean, he's very good. I mean, he was great in Oklahoma yeah. City. He was great, obviously, in Indiana. Mm-hmm. I'm a big Paul George fan. I was That was the thing I was maybe the most disappointed by. Russ still can't shoot. I mean, no, it's he's unreal. Yeah, he he's... Once he lost the explosiveness to the level at which he had it, which is historic. Yeah, yeah. Once that happened, then there was no, there's no, there's no downshift. The guy who was still was nasty. It was Kawhi looked, Kawhi looked pretty nasty. Harden, it's so funny. I was with my buddy Novak, and like, he's like, he's gonna drive the basket. He's gonna go up for a layup and just throw his head back. Yep. Sure enough, so he did. Got a call. Yeah. Shooting free throws. Yeah. He, but the Cavs, they had a couple runs. Cavs withstood the runs, and. uh they're playing well as a team. I think Jared Allen had a like a big double double, almost mm-hmm. you know, I think almost fifteen and fifteen, or I think he had thirteen point seventeen boards, something mm-hmm. like that. It was good. It was fun. Good environment. I had a blast. Their great. job. Their job is. And it was sold out, dude. Like there were no, oh, no empty you could seats. Tell, yeah. Their their job is to be relevant in January when football ends. That's yep. their job, and then in order for it to be like a movement, you got to win a round. In the playoffs, yep. you got to get to the Eastern Conference Finals. You got to get to the semifinal. Like you got to, you got to make it last for a few weeks, and then it becomes the thing to do. That's what's so wild to me, and that's what we were talking about: is that the NFL and and college football is kind of the minor league to it, but just by the nature of their sport, have a scarcity of product that that's makes right. every game matter. Like the notion that. 81, 82 basketball games, all, they don't matter. They don't, no. Especially not what's going on here. And then baseball, 162. Like, it's in ludicrous. Yeah. No, there's a um, – the other thing that I think I – mean, there's a million factors that led to football's boom. We talked about peak NFL yesterday. Um, and, and then now peak college football is happening at the same time, and it's all a football rocket ship. It's, it's not only the scarcity of product. It's not only the every game matters. All of those things help, certainly. Um, but over the course of the last 30, 40 years, it's the advent of HD television and an ability to see more of the product than ever before and to sure. see it crystal clear. And quite frankly, it's what we do. This job, like sports talk, booming over the last 30 years and becoming the medium what it is and then podcast offshoot off of it, it's perfect for football. It's perfect. You spend Monday reacting to what happened, Tuesday you're still kind of reacting. Yep. You're taking a bigger, bigger look at all of it. By after Wednesday, you're review. on to the next. After further review, by Wednesday, you're on to the next game. You can't, you can't come on and and do like daily sports talk radio or daily podcasting, whatever, and make a big deal about an individual game when they play the next day. Right. You just can't. No. You can't sell it. 
So it's all of the factors, and then the fantasy football and all of it. Sure. But it's all led to, you know, this peak football and everything else just grasping for some bit of attention. Yeah, like I, even from a rating standpoint, you could probably add up. I don't know how many weeks of NBA, like all the games, you probably add up a, a week's worth of games maybe to get to what you're going to get out of the Super Bowl or what you got out of the combined AFC-NFC championship games. Well, the Niners was 58. 58. Yeah, Niners was 58. I did not see the, the Chiefs-Ravens numbers. I don't know why those aren't out. Have you guys seen Chiefs-Ravens? I haven't seen those numbers. No, I have not. Today. I, I have not. I just Fox, saw the 58 million. Fox put theirs out. They put their numbers out, but I did not see – I have not seen a um, a rating on the on the Chiefs. But, yeah, I mean, that's that's – everything else is hanging on, trying to grasp for something and keep it. And that league – and I think baseball is to like this to a certain extent too. I think people like talking about the drama around it more than they like watching it. Yes. I mean, that's what the ratings tell you. Chiefs win over the Ravens last Sunday. Most watched AFC Championship game ever, according to CBS. This was out 49 minutes ago. No, okay. Game averaged 55.4 million in the early window. 55.4 and 58. 113.4. <clears throat> yeah. And they'll do – you do 100 in the Super Bowl. I mean, that's – so how do you – and you're – you're going to be around – you'll be under $10 million on NBA Finals games. Under $10 million. That's what I said, under. Yeah. Yeah. An entire series added up. May not equal. It might not even equal – One. The AFC Championship or the NFC Championship. Might not, very, depending on the teams that are involved in it. Um, that's wild. Speaking of the Super Bowl, uh, the uniform matchup as predicted by us is set. Yep. Chiefs and Red, Niners Predicted by white. you, really, if we're going to be honest. Well, it's a great job. Credit did, for its all. Did you see the Schefter tweet? No, what did he do? I, I encourage you guys to go and right, look. I'm going to pull it up right now. The number of patches oh. on the Chiefs uniform almost makes it look like a NASCAR outfit. All right, I'm pulling. I'm I'm getting it right now. I'm on the. He's yep. been active. Yep. Oh gosh, there's a so there's a lot a, going on there. All right, so they've got a. Let's see what they've got on this thing. I mean, the one is a C for a captain. <laughs> so it's a Mahomes. Is this a Mahomes? So then that's got to be a Hunt matriarch. Homage to the football, right? That's got to be what that is. The NKH. It's got to be I like Lamar Hunt's so. wife or something, maybe. Yeah, yeah, it's got to um, be the A. They they always had that AFC, the old school AFC patch, and then they're putting the Super Bowl patch on there too. The Super Bowl patch, they should put it like back label if they feel like they have to, or they could put the NKH like on a sleeve. Yeah, it, feels yeah, it like, looks crazy. That feels like a lot of patching. A, there's a lot going on there. Yeah. The Chiefs actually put it out. It says all patched up. Yeah. It's really busy. It's way too busy. Yeah. How about one on the sleeves? How about. Yeah. Do the memorial one on the sleeves. Like the yeah. G8, yeah. the Hallis one. And we used to have the Al one on our sleeves and the William Clay Ford one. Like, do that for the Super Bowl to pay homage. And then you can. But that's a lot. It's a. Yeah. Ton. And he's got his captain one. So he's got four. Yeah. I'd love the Niners if they – I don't think you could do that, but if they could come out in the drop shadow. They can't. But if they can't man, do it, it would be good. That would be very clean because they played – this This is the exact same matchup we've had last time, exact same look. Yeah. And the Chiefs, there's nothing really you can do with theirs. Like their red over white is – you can't put them in red over red. That looks ridiculous. Um, but but they you could do it with the Niners. 
If you For sure. The drop shadow with the white pants. I even, awesome. I'll be honest. I think this matchup would look best if the Niners were there in the red and gold and the Chiefs were in there all white with the red lid. I think that's a great look for the Chiefs. But they never wear it. They wear red pants all the times now. I don't like that. They they're all they're always red pants. Like they're the old white over white, like Joe when Joe was there and Steve DeBerg and that. Steve they don't they don't DeBerg. wear that anymore. Love that. Okoye. Yeah. The dudes. Nigerian nightmare. Yeah, he was good. A lot of people talk about Bo on Tecmo. Okoye was right there. He yep. wasn't quite, but he was right there. Krishna Okoye and Barry Word was a solid. Barry guy. Word was number two. In the event that Okoye got hurt in the game. They were like, it's like they saw the success we had with Mack and Biner and the big backs, and they said, hold our beer. Yeah. And they well, went and got those two. I mean, Schottenheimer. Yeah, same. Yeah. A lot of lineage there. Um, yeah, so there you go on that. Uh, we do now know uh, the top four seeds in our best game of the year. So I was stunned at the dominance of this. Stunned. So were we. We kept watching it. I'm like, it's got to come gotta back. Flip, right? Do you think it's just the just the idea of you beat the best team? And I think it's. It, I think people like Watson, and that was the Watson game. That's the game that you look back this season and you say, that's why I think we're going to be okay this year. It's a, it's a very good pitch out of you. I think it's possible that I can't separate the show that we did two days later from it. Maybe that like, game. I can't. That was a, I. I can tell because you because of me, what happened after. I mean, it, that I was don't even best. really remember the Monday show because all I think about in that week was the Wednesday show. Okay, that Sunday standing out by the buses was the best I've ever felt in my entire time with the Browns, this, and yeah. the best the players felt, and the front office felt, yeah. everybody, the best Deshaun I do felt. Remember that it was like this is what we were brought here to do. We pulled it off. Now we go. It was. Would you have had it being this dominant though over the Jets? That dominant? No, but that that's a so that's what it says to me is yeah. that that was that and was I, the one that we were supposed to be was that game that was yeah. with Watson beating the Ravens in Baltimore dramatic come from behind victory at the end that final drive you had Chief the angry run you had the the rugby scrum where we yeah. pushed you know twenty yards and just took it to them yeah yeah. I, I think there. I, I think your point is 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 well made. I also think that there's something to the effect of like that was we beat the best team in the league at their place, and that, yes. that there was that part of it too. And, and but you, I never you would basically like beat them into submission. Like that fourth quarter. Yes, I know it was a two point game and it came down to the very end, but we got control of that game. Yeah, and they just. It you could tell everybody in that stadium knew what was coming. Yeah, it's wild. Oh, I yeah. I have because I just what I my crystallize in my memory is the show we did Wednesday. Like that's when I look back on that week. That's until you started going through all of that. It was like it didn't happen. Like I just I remember the fourteen out of fourteen. I remember all that. But the, the when I think of that week, I'll never forget. Like. I was walking Buddy that night after we did the show on that Wednesday, and my neighbor, diehard Browns fans, and he stopped me, and he's like, so what, what, what's going on? I said, dude, I just presided over a funeral. Like, yeah, you gotta, you like. got to remember Monday. Dude, Monday, we uh, pure joy. I'm we were sure in here. I'm sure it was. I'm sure chesty. we were chesty and bouncing off walls. And- yeah. You know what I think? I think to remind the people, I have an idea. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. I have the an open? idea. I think when we do this poll. This is going to be good, Uno. Stand by here. I think you're on to something. Hold on. I think I'm on to something big. I think you're on to something. Okay. Yep. When we get down to the final four, yeah. we play that week the Victory Monday show of each game, and then we come back live Friday and have the vote. I love it. 
Dude, I think it's unbelievable. But you don't even remember. You don't, I don't even remember. remember. So maybe, other people, maybe they don't remember what it, I that did victory it. Monday was like. That pure joy. You lived yeah. it, and you don't remember. I don't remember it. What would be more fun than listening to that Victory Monday show again? There you go. I love it. Look at his face. This he is maybe the thing. Is, he, knows he knows it's, it's actually a good idea. A good idea. He does know it's it good is idea. great off-season content. Let's relive. Let's play our Victory Mondays. And for the final four, know. whatever I would, makes it I final would be, four. Uh, all right, I, 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 will come, I will meet you halfway, <laughs> and I would tell you that maybe we could replay the Joe Thomas half hour with you. Oh, no, you got to do the no, first segment. No, the, the first segment. Set. What are you talking about? The first segment about? you got to do. The, the, the first segment If you want to take an hour of the each joy. show and do it over the course of two days yeah. as opposed to the full four, which I think you're robbing the people of, because yeah. who knows what other silliness is. I, listen, perfect example. Hey, I'll play got, it. You just have to sit in that studio and listen just in case we have issues. In case we have we'll issues. We'll be on our Comrex. Yeah. No, 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 no. You would have to be here. No, we'll be dialed You'd in. Be physically here. Yeah, see, well, you wouldn't like have to it. either, Gibby. Yeah, huh? you, wouldn't, you wouldn't have to be here either. You wouldn't have to be here either. It'd just be joy for everybody. There would be no issues. I think people would be pumped to listen to that show. I'm not even kidding. I do, I do think a, it's a very good We show. haven't had a lot of these to do. What do you have? So this was a, a – It's amazing. Uh, I don't remember that show, though, because of the Wednesday. That's why we I need know. to do this. How many other people are in your, your boat? It was your eureka moment. You didn't even really remember what it was like after we beat Pittsburgh. You no, I had, to pull like, up, I had to pull up the, the Bootsy video. Yeah. Yeah. See? So boom, boom. Yeah. That's two. Yep. Now we're on to Wednesday. How about the Jets game? We made the playoffs. There we go. On to Thursday. All set. After week one, dominance of the of the of the Bengals. Who doesn't want to relive that? Pure joy. So I got a, a DM from David Gray, and he said, "Nerd." Pedro voice. <laughs> he goes, "This is incredible." On today's show, you said, "Miss a little, miss a lot." In reference to Schefter referring to Kelsey reception mark three days after Griff's stat of the day, mentioning this exact stat. I brought, bring this up because there's a group of us guys who literally text nonstop about the CBD vocabulary used during the show, which I've started compiling a CBD vocab list. <laughs> Well, Bo says in the first three minutes of yesterday's show that Sunday was full, was on the full moisture spectrum while walking into Whole Foods, and I lost it. I texted the boys full moisture spectrum immediately, to which my brother responds by saying he missed it. His wife had called him. He missed a few minutes of the show. I'll say you guys are 100% accurate by saying miss a little, miss a lot. Literally have to listen to every second of the show. So much more to come. Fine. A-plus DMing. Thank you, David. We appreciate the sentiment. That's a great job at him. And this is why maybe somebody missed those Monday shows. It could have been a full moisture spectrum dropped on that show. We don't even know. You don't even remember anything. You don't remember nothing. I don't remember none of it. I'm not going to lie. I've had a lot of good ideas, I would say. Dare I say something This is is a very good idea. It's a very good one. I I don't disagree. Why wouldn't we do that? I think it's very good. I think we can have a conversation. We'll have a conversation. I think we I think should it, have a conversation. I think it's a very good idea out of you. Yeah. Um, I'm quite pleased with it. Right, to be so honest. What, what else? We, I mean, th- 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 all right, so we did it. We did the deal, that's that's, like, did know, the deal, deal of the day. When somebody says that's your brainchild, like, that's how much I oh, love that idea. Like, it's my I brainchild. know what I wanted to get to you. We were t- so this, this, lead, this one, this, uh, the Browns-Raven, the, the 65% vote, and I, how the Wednesday show is what I remember most from that week, unfortunately. So we, you know the 25 years since The Sopranos, right? So I was talking to somebody this morning who who watched it, but was not in the position of having watched it in real time, but rather watched it with the knowledge that the finale was going to, that they were going to be at a diner and it was going to go black. And the perspective that they had, because it was essentially wrecked, like that moment was wrecked totally. because it was well known. And I said that it was the same thing that happened like with the boys with Darth Vader. Like they weren't scared of Darth Vader in Star Wars or Empire because they knew that he's Luke's dad, so what's to fear? Like he's he's a good guy at heart. And when you watch the first two, the first two without the knowledge of that, 
I was more scared of Darth Vader than anybody in the world. Dude, when I had a fever dream induced by when I got my finger cut off. Yeah. And then I had these like hallucinations and I yeah. went sprinting out of my bed to my parents' room. It was because I was being chased by Darth Vader. Vader. Hallucination. Yeah. And I was terrifying. Terrified. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So it when when I saw this, the first thing I thought of is because of something that happens, you have to take yourself to the moment. Like, I felt bad for the person who's watching The Sopranos and that they didn't have the experience of what that was like in real time. It would be like if you knew the re- about the Red <laughs> Wedding before you ever watched the episode. Same, exactly. the exact same thing. Yeah. It exactly. can't have the same. Yeah. Oomph. You didn't even, when you, I watched that show in real time, you watched that show in real time, you didn't have, when you were watching that episode, you had no clue. I didn't read the books. No. Nor did I. So no I had clue. no idea. I didn't even pay any attention to the name of the episode. I didn't even know what it what it was in reference to. I thought maybe they were going to wear red. Had no clue. Yeah. Had no clue. I never even in those days I wasn't like looking up the episode and seeing like what's going to happen. I was just, you just that this was the next show that was up. Yeah. Yeah. I'll never forget I spilled at the time we were uh in Dublin, I spilled like a half glass of red wine and we had ivory white carpet. Like I I hit it with my knee as I jostled and it spilled all over the carpet in the middle of that episode. Before that scene, Before. but in the middle. Okay. So it took about 15 minutes to get it to the point where it was cleaned up. That's never a fun clean. Red wine out of ivory, never no. fun. Um, but we're able to get it cleaned up. And in the time that that 15 minute, it goes back to that live sports and shows you care about. In that 15 minutes, it caused my phone. at So I knew something big was coming. My wife didn't. My phone at 11, because that show aired 10 to 11, at 11.01, Bzz, 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 bzz. One after another. Like we had traded for OBJ. Just like we traded for OBJ. Top 10 podcasts in the world. No big deal. No big Those deal. Those are your hot topics of the day presented by Vivid Seats, official fan experience partner of your Cleveland Browns. Uh, we will get into the Brownie Awards uh, coming up next. we got eight versus nine game is coming up next. We've got some. Boy, you want to talk about a villain. We're ready, baby. This program's ready. Oh, we're so we're ready. so ready. So for this ready. One. I can't wait. This is going to be fun. You're listening to Cleveland Browns Daily, brought to you by BallyBet, sports betting partner. Your Cleveland Browns now live in Ohio on 850 ESPN. Cleveland. Are you tired of your scented cleaning products smelling and cleaning like meh? Then it's time for an upgrade with the power of Clorox Sentiva, with an uplifting scent that smells like coconut. Clorox Sentiva gives you powerful clean like Clorox, but a feeling like. Being transported to a tropical island retreat. Imagine putting your phone on Do Not Disturb. Tuning out all the constant. Just the feeling of warm sand in between your toes and a fruity drink in your hand. The ones with the little umbrella. Refresh your home to feel like an all-inclusive vacation by getting Clorox Sentiva. Also available in grapefruit and lavender scents at a nearby retail store. Cleveland Browns Daily, brought to you by BallyBet, now live in Ohio on 850 ESPN Cleveland.
All right, welcome back into Cleveland Browns Daily. Brought to you by BallyBet, sports betting partner of your Cleveland Browns. Be part of one of the most passionate fan bases in the NFL. Join NextGen STM presented by Ticketmaster. Official waitlist to your Cleveland Browns. Being a NextGen STM is the best chance to become a season ticket member in future seasons. Visit clevelandbrowns.com slash STM to reserve your spot today. So the CBD Brownie Awards continue today. Uh, today's poll is the eight seed, the Jags game, versus the nine seed, the Bears game. All right. And do we, do we have It's a, the play-in game for the right to take this is to, the to be the To be the Ravens. Yeah. Tomorrow. To play on the Ravens, I am still I'm floored at the dominance of the Ravens win, the the, the Browns Ravens win. People, no, people no, I understand the, the points. I'm just saying. Yeah, it's I just, thought it would be closer because I the thought, Jets game was magical. I thought the Jets and it was here. I thought the Correct. Jets were. I thought that game was winning. So your quarterfinals for tomorrow, the Ravens await the winner of the Jags Bears today. Yeah, we'll post that here in just a few minutes. That'll be up till about noon tomorrow. Yep. Um, the two seven game is Jets, Jets Colts. versus Colts. Yep. Yep. Uh, the three six Bengals is Texans. Bengals and Houston. Yep. Yep. And then Pukers Forty ers in the four five match. I'm I'm concerned for the the Pukers. They only got three percent. I, I come on. Jim Donovan, uh, that game. That's Donovan return. That's Nick Chubb. I can't believe that's behind the Bengals game. That That is more shocking to me than the Ravens game beating the Jets game, is that the Steelers game did not beat the Bengals game. That was, yeah, I mean, that's the, uh, that's that had all of it. And that that's, that the pop for Chubb yep. and the pop for Jim was ridiculous. Enormous. By the time the game kicked off, I needed a drink. Yeah, I did. Yeah, it was nuts. Yeah. No, I was emotionally time, spent. You yeah. were crying when the yes. game kicked off, as was I. Yeah, yeah, that was that was certainly a good one. So do, I had to do three. So plays. then, when we get into this, like tomorrow, you're going to have a, we'll have like a we'll have a, four different polls going. So we're going to have four different polls going tomorrow, and then like here it says we will play a montage of highlights from each game. So Uno has put together stuff. I'll turn the mic over to him. Yeah, so I, I took some clips from the old intros that we used to do on Victory yep. Monday, added a few highlights and a few uh, quotes from the players. So it's just kind of a highlight reel of the biggest moments from all the wins this year. So we do have one for today. Do we have? Well, let's, well yes, so then let's from play the Bears that. game and from the Jaguars game. For Una. Flacco underneath center on third and one. Takes it, turns, bootlegs it out to the right. He's got a man wide open. And Joku's got it at the five going in. Touchdown! What a beautiful fake by Flacco. Second and five. Flacco back, looks middle, and Joku wide open. 20, 15, corner, 10, 5, touchdown! He's got two! Once I caught the ball, I was like, I, I got to take this to the house, you know? Uh, no, um, Joe Flacco threw a beautiful ball, you know? And, uh, yeah. And Joel Batonio had an amazing cheat by the way. First and ten. Lawrence back to pass. He throws for Ridley, and it's picked off. MJ Emerson's got it again. MJ Emerson has two picks. And MJ Emerson, a star is born, ladies and gentlemen. I mean, I'm biased, but I think it's the best cornerback performance. Um, not just because of my brother, but, um, you know, to get two picks, I think he might have about three pass defended. Uh, that's an unbelievable performance. Flacco on fourth down and three. He rolls right. He throws the middle. It's wide open. Down at the 25, at the 20, 15, 10, 5. Touchdown. It's David Bell. Oh, my goodness. They forgot to cover David Bell. It was the parting of the Red Sea 
I think as soon as I caught it, because the way that I caught it, I thought somebody was going to be right on me, and I thought they were going to hit me. But <laughs> once I figured nobody hit me, I just turned around, and I just seen nothing but green grass. So, I mean, were you a little surprised when you turned around? I was surprised. <laughs> I'm not a little. I was a lot surprised. <laughs> well, when Joe got here three weeks ago, did you have your suspicions about what he had left? Hey, you, you see all that gray hair? You might, too. Oh, Joe Flacco. Oh, Joe Flacco. You beat us so many times as a Raven and once as a Jet. But today you are a Cleveland Brown, and the Browns win today, a game they absolutely had to have, and they outlast Jacksonville and win 31-27. Here are your hosts, Bo Bishop and Nathan Zagura. There you go. Delightful. That was a delight. The Jags, remember... That was the first win for Flacco. Mm-hmm. You're coming off of the two-game losing streak out on the West Coast. Yep. And and you come back in the Jags at that time were the first place in the AFC South. Mm-hmm. Lawrence played. They, you know, that was a big game, a big win, and you never were behind. It was comfortable, comfortable, comfortable even though it ended up being a four-point game. It was it felt more comfortable than that. I think as we sit here now after hearing those highlights and kind of the emotion there from Jim the Bears game was such a nice win, but I think the Jags game is probably going to advance. The Bears game had that nice comeback. You had the unbelievable throw, but there was also a lot of bad in the in the Bears game. The the urgency of the Raven or the Jacksonville win. Yeah. When you think about what had just happened, um, you you think about. I mean, I mean, I just, when I now I put myself back in the time, and I remember talking to you in L.A. I can't remember if we were on the show or off. I think it was off, and you're like, dude, he looks legit. And I'm like, come on, dude. What are we? What are you talking about? He looks legit. Dude, There's no chance. He looks so good. And you're like, and I, you know, you are. You, you're an excitable. I love it about you. Fair. Uh, you're you're a glasses half full. You're a cockeyed optimist. You gulp with from the enthusiasm of life. That's right. And yet, when I so when you say that, I love I the thought, sweet nectar of the end zone. You love the sweet nectar of the end zone. <laughs> <laughs> the full moisture spectrum pleases you greatly. It certainly does. So and yet, I was like, okay, I need to see it. Like, come on, I can't really believe that he's still got that much in the tank. He hadn't played. Like, what are we talking about? And then he did, and he was he was great. So, yeah, I, I think you're right. I think that's the one that – and it was – that one had to. You had to have it. Like, it was trending really poorly, and it was like, God, we're going to lose this. The Bears one is so special because it was a game that we traditionally lose. Yes. Down late, bad interception by Flacco. You'd thrown a pick six earlier. It's just a game that we normally lose, and we won it. And then the finish, I mean, the final play for a ball to be on the guy's chest while he's on his back in the end zone and have it somehow get popped out of there so yeah. that we don't lose on a Hail Mary was magical. Yeah. Yeah. Very much was. Very we have, much do was. we have those ones too, Uno? Yeah, I have one for every game. All right, let's do it. Let's, let's go. Do it. I Bears. Mean, that's, Uno. All we want is more of this. This is what we're sort of saying with these Victory Monday shows. Uno. I mean, don't Uno. feel like it was where it had to be. It was perfect, you know? I mean, it was... It was, it, it, there's not like a place it could have been better. You feel me? So, uh, yeah, um, I had to just catch it. <laughs> Second and goal. The Browns stay big. Roll out right. Here's Flacco rolling, 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 rolling. Firing into the corner of the end zone. And Joku caught it. Touchdown, the Chiefs. Justin Fields underneath center. Here's Fields rolling out to the right. He's going to get the first down. He got tripped up. Oh, I don't know. He got tripped up and his knee came down. He might be short. Uh, like I said before, I mean, it wasn't that difficult. I mean, um, 
the catch probably had a degree of difficulty just because I was able to see a couple guys in my periphery. Um, but I wasn't really worried about that. I knew that, you know, I had to make a play as far as just catching the ball. I didn't know I would score. But, you know, I attribute the whole thing to Joe just because, you know, I play with a lot of different quarterbacks. And uh, not a lot of quarterbacks are keen enough to, to make the throw the way that he made it. Uh, it was incredible, you know. Play action fake as Flacco drifts right, throws, and he's got Cooper open. He caught it. 20, 15, 10, 5, touchdown. I don't believe it. Cooper open, and Cooper tightrope walks down the sideline. Tippy toes in. I blacked out. I don't know. Um, yeah, I mean, honestly, that's, that's this season. The ball is intercepted. It's intercepted by the Browns as DeAnthony Bell got it. He got it. Ball game over. Browns win. Browns win. 20 to 17. Who could have wrote this story? I mean, not even Dr. Seuss, so. <laughs> it's all over! Thank God, because, Jim, that ball was knocked down onto Darnell Mooney's chest, who was on the ground, and then it popped up into the air miraculously, and DeAnthony Bell gets the interception. Darnell Mooney had a shot at it. Oh, my God, the cardiac kids are back, Jim. <laughs> Nine and five, and you remain undefeated. Damn near <laughs> myself, dog. <laughs> That's such a good uh, line out of you. And you remain undefeated. That was great at the end. I love it. that. That gotta was wonderful. All right, so the people could vote. That's a good job out of you, Ono. You know the only – one more, one more. Now you're on, yeah. Hello? Uh, right. You know the only thing that would make those even more enjoyable is if it was a full two hours of that joy. Yes. <laughs> what? That's, Uno's Uno giggling. He knows He's just so, giggling at so the proposition possible. of genius. Yeah. Give it, you would. I think everyone would win. Audience I think, wins the biggest. I though, think when we sure. unveil Audience this, when we I want Zagura cutting up and editing one of the entire games. It's why, and then why, he's got to be here. Why, why, why Pedro? You got, you got your boys. You got your boys. You guys there. You got your boys. Team effort. I had the idea. My part done. <laughs> That's right. That's, it's valid. You need an idea. The idea, and then and then the execution. The execution. Of idea. The idea. Yeah. Execution. You, when when Don Draper. Goes to sell the Kodak machine. Okay. That's the job, Are and then it's really up to Pete Campbell yes. to to put this thing together. And then you got to get the art department involved. They come in and they right. make the art. Yes. That's how it works. It He's takes an a idea village. Man. Takes it's all of his teamwork, give it teamwork. Makes yeah. um, teamwork. And I mean, let alone the work that was done when we actually did those shows live. Did them live. That actual work. I think people are going to be so excited by this idea. And in fact, I know are. they are. I've gotten yeah, a lot of several tweets, tweets about it. I've seen yes. too. Saying Give me, I've seen literally hundreds of tweets. They're genius. I don't know. I don't know if you've seen the same tweets I'm seeing, but I've seen. Are a you lot. tagged on any of these? I'm tagged on a lot of them. I yeah. my mention. I got 68 mentions right now. We just dropped this idea Sword 10 minutes 73. ago. 73. 73. There you go. 76. All right. Uh, so there you go. So the voting and on the, and psh, rocket ship. When is um? When are we? How long do they have to vote? This poll will be up till. Tomorrow at noon. All right. It's going, right it's going up right now. All right. So there you go. All right. We'll go around Very the NFL good. coming up next. You listen to Cleveland Browns Daily brought to you by Valley Bet on 850 ESPN Cleveland. Cleveland Browns Daily brought to you by Valley Bet. Now live in Ohio on 850 ESPN Cleveland.
Bo here for my friends at Jim Beam. What do sports and Jim Beam have in common? Both are better when enjoyed with others. So grab a bottle, gather your friends, and enjoy the game. Well, the weekend or the good time, because with Jim Beam, you come as fans and leave as family. Kentucky straight bourbon whiskey, 40% alcohol by volume. Copyright the 2024 James B. Beam Distilling Company, Claremont, Kentucky. Drink smart. Um, <laughs> some anxious moments. This? Some anxious moments on this one. Uh, but now it appears, much like every, nothing's been official out of Pittsburgh yet. Or did Bert they Pryor finally do it reporting yet? it. Okay, and among others have yeah. that uh, the Steelers are hiring former Falcons head coach and our boy Arthur Smith as their new offensive coordinator. Uh, Tom Pelissaro, the first with that report. What, yay! Hooray! Ready to burn Thank that stadium goodness. down. Beautiful. Thank. I just think goodness. it would have been. I mean, it would have been funny if we had to talk to talk to him. Would have been pretty funny. And maybe you never know. I, I mean, we could have been vaporized. There's a lot of dialogue. There's a lot of dialogue about him. Yeah, yeah. I w- there were moments like you hit me at one point, like something off air, and I was like, "Oh, that might not be ideal." <laughs> if that works out, <laughs> well, it didn't. Uh, but it didn't. Thank God. And it's, it's so it's all the better. He's an enemy. Stealer. It's perfect. Yeah. Your state was an enemy. Stays an enemy. Stays an enemy. So he is the least. His offense last year was the least in shotgun of any in the league. Yep. Uh, 32nd in the league in shotgun so percentage. They're going to run Najee and they're going to use, he's going to try to do Najee and Warren like Algier and Bijan. Mm-hmm. And, and like Henry before. I just don't understand how these, Pickens isn't going to be thrilled with this. No, no. Uh-uh. And he's a he's a zone, it's a zone zone it's run similar. game, he's, similar to ours. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, and really, Najee and Warren are gap runners more than that. I don't know. I think the fit is strange. It is a strange, and it means you're going to see a lot of Fryermuth on the field with that big Daryl Washington, Washington, yeah. the tight end. So you're going to see a lot of two tight end sets. You're going to see a lot of running. I think for like honestly for Pickett or Rudolph, it's probably the best case scenario because it's a kind of an easy offense to operate. Yeah, but there's a low ceiling to it, as we've seen. I mean, he had the apex of it in Tennessee. Yes, and, and that was as good as it's ever going to be. And that was Tannehill, Derrick Henry, which AJ these Brown. guys are not, and AJ Brown. Yeah, which these guys are not. These guys are not. Pickens yeah. is very good, but yeah. Pickens is Pickett. I He's think volatile. I think Pickens and Arthur Smith. That's going to be. They're going to have. They're going to have a brawl at some point. Yeah, I agree. I it's a. I was pleased by it. They've had an interesting week. Um, Art me. Art the second was he did the rounds yesterday to like the state of the Steelers stuff and kind of in a way like took a little bit of a shot at. Pickett in saying that you saw what happened when we got competent quarter, but quarterback play with Mason. And it was like, well, Mason's a free agent. Pickett's coming back. And then they keep reiterating that like those two guys, like that's one of them's going to be the starter. It's like, are you really going to pay Mason Rudolph? Hold on. You've had him for six years. Good. No, no. Agreed. But it just seems good. Wild. Wild. I saw somebody say that this puts the Steelers in the, in the, in the hall to get Justin Fields. No, No, I think opposite. Of that, because I don't think, I don't Justin think Fields would want Fields that. would not want to go there. Arthur Smith could, would have been. Couldn't he have been part of drafting Fields, or was he hired after? No, that would Fields has been in the league how many years? Three. I think Smith, Smith only, only got, got two. two. He only got two. Yeah. Um, but I get well, but that doesn't mean I guess he could have been. No, 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 not. So all right, so that there you go. So I no, I don't think that that's it at all on on the Fields thing. Uh, as a quick aside on that one, do you th- when do you th- what do you think the timetable is on that? If you're if you're Chicago, 
Is that done? Before? If you're trying to acquire him, do you want that done by the combine? Well, the over combine? the weekend, they just posted a hype video of Justin Fields. Yeah, I think that's which to make I'm the like, fans what? Happy. What is that? I, fans love him there, so I think that it's just try to appease, um, try to appease that. No, I mean there was something today. I saw somebody put something together like New England in the third pick. Uh, New England gives you the third pick. You give them Fields in the nine. So Fields in the nine go to New England. The it's Bears get one and three, deal. and then they could go Williams and Harrison. I don't want that for. I don't want Fields to go there. No, I wouldn't want to either. I think that'd be a tough spot. Atlanta's the spot for him. Yeah. Arthur Smith, by the way, uh, hired like three months before Justin Fields was drafted in Atlanta. So he could have three had, months. Oh, so okay. he had three. Well, that's what I was. He was okay. hired in January. Okay. Of 2021, so could have had a chance to take him. If so he then to. he clearly. Doesn't. So he doesn't, so want, he doesn't him. want him. No, he doesn't want him. Okay. Good job, Eddie. You know. uh, the Falcons have named their uh, offensive coordinator. It's Rams quarterback coach Zach Robinson. He will have the job there. Kellen Moore will have the job in Philly. Um, we had Kellen. We saw him. We did. He was in. Oh, there he is. <laughs> Kellen Moore. There you go. Um, the Seahawks are interviewing Ravens defense quarter Mike McDonald and Lions offense quarter Ben Johnson for their head coaching vacancies. There's a little breaking news on hit that. Hit me. Hit me. Uh, ben Johnson has pulled his name out of the running for any head coaching jobs and will remain in Detroit. Washington was in the air flying to meet him and Aaron Glenn when they got wind that Ben Johnson had pulled his name out of the running. This happened right before CBD. Here's what Schefter says. Commanders officials were en route to Detroit for a meeting with Johnson and Aaron Glenn when they got word that Johnson was staying with the Lions per sources. While the abrupt pivot by Johnson was considered surprising by several league sources, he was not considered a lock for the commander's job despite his strong reputation as a coordinator and a loyal coach. Commander's leadership teams remains eager to meet with the respected Glenn, who is one of several candidates the teams expect to consider for its head coaching vacancy. I mean, is Belichick not... He's not going to coach. He's done. He's done. Um, that's interesting on Johnson. It's a huge, incredible coup for Detroit to keep him. He's great. Yep. Um, but, like, boy, buddy, strike why the iron's hot sometimes. I don't know that it's going to be hotter than it is right now. Yeah. You know. Yeah. You just Agreed. don't know. You, you never know how many of those opportunities you're going to get. And I don't think the commander's job is that bad. Like, they do have some talent. They got new ownership is going to throw around a lot of cash. Um, oh, that's wild. Um, let's see. Oh, we also have uh, Bake is going to the Pro Bowl as an injury replacement for Dak Prescott. Oh. Congratulations to him. All right. Up. Yeah, there you go. Is that two? Did he sneak into another one? Like in, in – With us? Yeah, like the second – didn't he – there's so many alternates that happen in the – Pro Bowl in 2020. You're saying that would have been the no, only year. Uh -uh. This, this is his first. This Pro is Bowl. first one. Yeah. All right. Good for him. Good for him. There you go. There you go. All right. There so those are your those are your news and notes of the day on the hiring and firing front of that. Uh, we'll do a little higher lower coming up next. You're listening to Cleveland Browns Daily on 850 ESPN Cleveland. Cleveland Browns Daily, brought to you by BallyBet, now live in Ohio on 850 ESPN Cleveland. The Rolling Stones, Hackney Diamond Sewer, Saturday, June 15th, Cleveland Browns Stadium. Tickets are on sale now. Visit clevelandbrownstadium.com slash rollingstones 
for more information here on the second hour of the program. Time for a little higher, lower, a little better, worse. Presented by Keep Fun Ohio for the Ohio Lottery. Or worse. Offering easy ways to keep gambling fun. Hello, Gibbe. Hi. Uh, poll update on Hi. the game of the year bracket. Number eight, Jacksonville versus number nine, Chicago. Uh, 100 votes so far. That's all right. We're aiming high. Uh, Jacksonville with 57% of the Closer vote. than I would have thought. 57%. The Bears with 43%. Closer than I would have thought. Interesting. Yeah, not too shabby. Um, I, I gotta, I gotta give you one other thing here, real quick. Go, I got it. This is from Josh Weinfuss, who covers the Cardinals for ESPN. He also covers everything sports-wise in Arizona because no one else. He's is a one-man on beat. beat. Yeah, yeah, he's a one-man beat. Former Alabama coach Nick Saban taking full advantage of his retirement. He will play in the Waste Management Phoenix Open <laughs> Pro-Am next Wednesday. Saban on 16 will be a sight to oh, behold. That's be awesome. That's really cool. I mean, if he puts it close to the hole on that, yeah, the amount of beer thrown in the air. How, let me ask you guys a question. Are you aware that, uh, that the Phoenix area has a National Hockey League team? Yes. Yeah, the Coyotes. Okay. Are you aware – of their home stadium situation. No. Griffiths. Griffiths. All right. But they play in the arena that the, they're not in the arena that the Suns are in? No. no. Uh, and not only that, they don't play out in Glendale where they used to play because there's an arena out there. The Suns right. play downtown, and then there's an arena out in Glendale that right. they played in. Okay. That's on the same property as the football stadium. Yep. They were thrown out of it a couple of years ago. They play at Arizona State. And if you're saying to yourself, that can't be. An NHL team plays in a at a college venue that seats like 6,000 people, and they get dressed with curtains around them to get dressed in? The answer to that is yes, they do. They played what? in it last year. They're playing in it this year. There is currently no plan to get a stadium done out there. They keep trying to get something done. They can't get anything done. They don't know where to put it. They can't find a way. It's, they've done Tempe. They've tried everything. They are playing at Arizona State's. And by the way, if you're saying to yourself, well, Arizona State, I mean, that's got to be like Yost up at Michigan, like this legendary. No, 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 no. Arizona State hockey is not it's in the desert. No. Not. No. no. Why did they get kicked out of their arena? There was a, a big fight between the city council and Glendale and their ownership. The NHL has taken ownership of it at some point. It, it's a mess. They just need to get it out of Arizona. Like, nobody needs hockey there. Like, just get it out. And they have it. How many seats? Five thousand. It's five grand. Five thousand. Who were they before? Winnipeg Jets. The Winnipeg Jets. Yeah, Winnipeg Jets. And they moved to Phoenix. And you say, but it's just bad ownership left and right, all of it. But they've been the Phoenix Coyotes, Arizona Coyotes. I don't even know what they I feel are. Feel like now. that's a popular theme in Arizona. What yeah. happened to Hartford, the whale? They are the Carolina Hurricanes. Yes, they should go back. The Hartford Whalers was elite. Well, what's bad is like they did what the Oilers, Tennessee, did. Like, they wore Hartford Whale jerseys in Raleigh for the Carolina Hurricanes. Not great. Mm. Not great. Hartford, the whale. The whale. Gorgeous. I mean, the Nordiques was gorgeous, too. Oh, Nordique uniforms. Yes. Beautiful. The Quebec Nordiques. Mm-hmm. Yeah, those are great ones. All are right, guys. still going? <clears throat> they are. Yep. Pavel Bure still uh, getting it done for them. How about Anna Kornikova went Fedorov, Bure, Iglesias. And has been married to Enrique Iglesias ever since. It's incredible. 
Yeah. I can be your hero. That's right. When I first moved here in 07. Very good, Gibby. Good job out of you. you when go. I moved, first moved here, uh, we were down in Columbus in 07, and I was at Hyde Park, kind of on the cap there, and I was sitting at the bar uh, waiting for AIM to come over. She was in between shows and to have a little dinner, and I was sitting at the bar, and at that time, uh, I looked down the bar, and Sergey Fedorov was sitting at the bar, uh, just two seats down, and nobody knew who he was. And I remember just thinking, like, this is like – one of the greatest hockey players of all time. He was finishing his career in Columbus. He played like one or two seasons there at the end of his run. Uh, one of the greatest hockey players of all time. He was at one point he was famous for the Kornikova stuff too. So that there was that part of it. I do you guys even know who Anna Kornikova is? Probably not. I've heard that name before, but I don't know. I do. <laughs> Thanks, Kev. You're welcome. Kev knows. Kev knows. Yeah. Yeah. If you told me, I would probably it would probably yeah. click right. Well, she mind. was a she was like the number Just one. Google. She was a very good tennis player. She never won a major or anything. She was a very good tennis player. She's actually an elite doubles tennis player. I think she won some maybe a major in doubles, um, but was a very pretty young Ooh. lady. Yeah, and so go ahead. Fedorov was the seventy fourth pick in the draft in nineteen eighty nine. Well, think well, about why though. He was unbelievable though with the Soviet Union. That's there you go. it. They didn't know if they were going to get him to come over or not. Didn't know if they'd get him. Okay. Remember, they didn't come over till the '90s. There's an incredible documentary about the Red Wings Soviet players who came over and played for the Red Wings. Yeah, so he because defected they, in see? July 1990. Yeah, like they weren't let, they couldn't play in the league, and then finally they relented and they did once the wall came down. The so- they let them. Listen to this: the Soviet national team came to North America to play in the 1990 Goodwill Games, and it scheduled an exhibition match in Portland's Memorial Coliseum, July 22, 1990. Jim Lights came to Portland, picked up Fedorov outside his hotel after the game, and brought him to Detroit and Red Wing owners Mike Illich's private jet. Fedorov <laughs> was described as one of the th- three great players in one. Once held the claim of being the top player on the planet. No, he was, for sure. Stevie Eiserman said he was the best skater he's ever seen. Yep. Yeah. Pretty crazy. So he played for... He played for Columbus towards the end of his career. Wild. Yeah. And no one knew in Columbus who he was. No, they had no idea. They would now, but that was, you know, that's 07. So, like, they'd been around for five years. Like, when he was 16, he played for CSKA Moscow in the Soviet Union. Also on his line were Pavel Bure and Alexander McGilney. (laughs) That was crazy about a talent. Dude. They're all all dudes. Yeah, they're all dudes. All dudes. All right, there you go. There's your little hockey. So when, when how about this? The red part of the draft. Yep. They picked him 74th in the fourth round. Red Wings general manager Jim Devolano had consulted team captain and future Hall of Famer Stevie Eiserman about Fedorov, knowing the two had played against each other in the World Championships. Eiserman told him point blank, "He's better than me." I mean, Stevie Eiserman was. He was a dude. I used them NHLPA 93, 94. Oh God, yeah, he was. When you could amazing. roll, you had him Fedorov. So he wore 19, and Fedorov wore 91. 91. That's pretty cool, yeah. yeah. Very good. It was very cool. That's was so Illich's deal there. This turning in a whole sidebar. Totally. Illich's deal there is he so he owned the Tigers and the Reds. So they won all those cups when he owned the the Red Wings, right? Yep. He, he, they won all those cups. Well, then the NHL put in a hard cap, and he couldn't outspend anybody anymore. And so then he started spending money on the Tigers. So that's Miguel Cabrera, like all that stuff in that era. 
Remember, they were freewheeling spending, and they got all the we way to the a World, World Series, Series, but they didn't win Lost it. Lost to the Redbirds. But like when they had all like, those guys, he was paying for all those guys. Verlander was there. Scherzer was there. Oh, this incarnation. I'm of the Tigers. Did he own them when they had like he did not, Jack I don't know Morris, if he owned Alan Trammell? That I don't know. Lou if Whitaker. he knew him in like 84, I don't know yeah. that. I don't know that. All I don't right. think so. Yeah. So the best she's ever done. We're back to Kornikova quickly. Yeah. The best she's ever done. As a singles quarterfinals of the Australian Open, fourth round of the French Open, semifinals at Wimbledon in 97, fourth round of the U.S. Open. Um, in doubles, she has 16 career titles. Her highest ranking was number one in doubles player doubles team in 1999. She has won the Australian Open twice. Yeah, so she was like, people thought that she wasn't like a legit tennis player. No, she's semifinals at Wimbledon. And she was a number one ranked doubles player. Like she was legit. And lost in the finals in 1999. She won the Australian Open doubles. Was in the finals of the French Open as well. Yeah. And whatever the tour tour finals are, they won that one too. There you go. Yeah. There you go, kids. You're I was welcome. a Hingis You're guy. Welcome. I liked Martina Hingis. Yeah, I did. I liked her too. I'm trying to remember what happened to her. She won a ton. She was. She get attacked on the on that's the court. Monica that's Sellis. Monica Sellis got attacked. Martina Hingis won. She won a few majors for sure. Yeah. Well, I think what I, mean, I think what happened to her was Serena Williams. Martina Hingis was like Serena if, Williams happened to her. If Kira Knightley was a that's star perfect. tennis player, yeah, a lot that very was similar. That yeah. was Martina Hingis. Yeah, I actually she think was, she dated Sergio Garcia. Oddly, dude. Hold on. She was. Do I have that right? I'm gonna. I'm gonna look personal life. I'm gonna look that up. Uh. I don't know. It looks like she was engaged to a Czech tennis player in 2006. They broke it off in 2007 and nine. She began engaged to a Swiss attorney she'd been living with. They broke that off in 2010. She married 24-year-old Thibault Houghton, a French equestrian show jumper. They separated, and then now she's married sports physician Harold Lehman. And so, so, so she likes to get she engaged. She did bait. She dated Garcia in 02. In yeah. 02. Right. 02. That didn't make it in here. Into the Sergio wiki. Garcia dated a lot of people. All right. Yeah, Hingis was number one in the world. Yep. Pretty sure half of Akron every time he came here for the fire stuff. He did very well. In 1997, she won Wimbledon. She won the U.S. Open. She won the Australian Open, and she lost in the finals of the French Open. Yeah, I think Serena Williams happened to her. She won happened. the Australian Open 1997, 1998, and 1999. Yeah. She was awesome. Yes. She was quite Very good. good. Very good. All right, go ahead. A little higher, lower. Let's do it. Let's That's do fine. it. We'll just and keep it. We'll just keep, keep it. Going. And we'll real quick, to the Godfather. Real quick, just a little more fact for the people. Yep. She outdid Kornikova as a doubles player. She's won the Australian Open as a doubles player five times, French Open twice, Wimbledon three times, U.S. Open three times. Most recently, 2017, she won the doubles at the U.S. Open. Mr. Bishop in the front row. I'm pretty sure that she was a partner with Kornikova on a doubles title. Could have been French 90. Could have been the I French. Think, I think they played. I think she played with Kornikova some. She won the doubles Grand Slam in 1998. It's pretty good. The Australian good with Mirjana Lucic. I'm pretty sure she did. I know she played with Kornikova. In 1999, she won her third successive Australian Open singles crown as well as the doubles title with Anna Korna. Who's stopping me right now? Nobody. Nobody. Come Nobody. on. It's when Come you on. actually knew who tennis players were. That's right. Yeah. I couldn't tell you who they are now, but that's who it was. Hingis. Yeah, she was good. Cody Benjamin, CBSSports.com. Welcome right. to the offseason. Higher or lower, the NFL 2024 playoffs. Ranking the 12 teams that have been eliminated in these playoffs and ranking their chances of reaching Super Bowl 2025. 
including the Lions and Ravens in this. Okay. So from number one to number 12. All right. First and foremost, number 10, your Cleveland Browns. The only team they have us behind is Pittsburgh and Bucks in terms of making the playoffs of the teams that that were in the postseason but didn't. Uh, Zagura, higher, lower, or just right? I like our chance. I like us better than the Rams. I really do. They're just getting older. I like our chances. I know that the Texans are an ascending team, but I like the Jags in that one too. Packers are still behind the Lions. Uh, I'd, I'd, I'd probably put us around like up, up a couple of spots. Better. Two spots better. Bishop. I think that um, I think that our ceiling is significantly higher than several teams ranked ahead of us. But we need to see the ceiling. So yep. what I'm talking about, not just Deshaun, but like Nick, you know, like I I got to know. I, I know we're going to have a plan at receiver. Like what's that look like? So we, I think it's fair that we are where we are because I think our questions are big questions. But I think if our question gets answered, then I can put us in the top five. If the questions are answered, then you Agreed. can. Then you're a yeah. top five, six team in the league. That's right. So it's just you've got we've got our questions are. I agree that we no, no matter what our questions are, we're, we're ahead of Pittsburgh and Tampa. But in terms of our questions being answered, we just need to see those things. So Next. I think it's fair. Did it say higher or lower? It did. Yeah, yeah no. you're good. You're good. You're safe. I didn't hear it. Yeah, you're safe, pal. I'm not sure what the issue is. Uh, number one, Baltimore. Number two, the Buffalo Bills. Bishop, higher, lower, or just right in terms of the eliminated playoff teams and the best chances to make the Super Bowl in 2025? I think lower. I think they had a ton of pressure to do it this year. Um, I think Cincinnati's going to be back as a real challenger in the AFC. I think we're going to be back as a real challenger in the AFC. The Jets are going to get Aaron Rodgers back in their own division. Um, and they have some cap stuff they got to sort out. And you can figure that stuff out. Um, but I thought there was a tremendous amount of pressure on them this year to do it. And I think that their window of this window, this incarnation of the Bills, feels like the window's closed on. Or it's maybe just a They almost open. missed the playoffs this year. Yeah. They're in a very tough division with, as you pointed out, Rodgers coming back with the Jets. The Dolphins are still a very dangerous and competent football team. So I think they could be maybe a little bit, a little bit lower than that. A little bit lower. Next. Higher or lower? Higher number. Uh, the Eagles are number three, the Lions number four, Dallas number five. Zagura, higher, lower, or just right? Chances of reaching the 2025 Super Bowl. I think the Cowboys probably have a little bit of a better shot than the Lions. <clears throat> a lot went right for the Lions this year. I know they're, they I are young. Like- I like the Lions. But Dallas has a little bit more star power. I feel like they're in the same it's same similar boat. team. I think that I think that's why Dan Campbell was as emotional as he was because he knows that he's been in it, he's played it, he knows how hard it is to get back. They had so many things go their way, two home games, all of it. From a talent standpoint, I think we're the only team that's out of the top five that should go up into that tier. If to your point, the questions are answered to actually get to the Super Bowl. Yeah. The Texans, I think, are are pre- pretty properly rated there. 
But then I think it's it's hard for me to envision the Packers, Dolphins, Rams, Steelers, or Bucks going to the Super Bowl. I would agree. All right, so rounding out things, uh, we talked about them already. The Texans six, the Packers seven. Dolphins are number eight. I, I'll ask that real quick. Bishop, higher, lower, or just right for Miami? Such a weird team. Like, them and Dallas kind of walk hand in hand. Like, they both – I mean, they Dallas beat more quality teams than they did. They really didn't beat anybody good. Yep. They didn't. It's um, wild. It's crazy that they didn't. Uh, it was such a listless performance in Kansas City, too. Like, it wasn't even – the score, final score wasn't as dominant as the game even was. Like – they really didn't show up for that at all. Um, I, I think it's a I think it's a really critical year for them. I honestly like. This is going to sound odd, but like, could I envision a scenario where, could I if you get in your mind's eye, could I picture Goff, or not Goff, Stafford and McVay, coming together and, and going on a run in the postseason more than I could Miami? I feel like I might. Like it feels like yeah. I've seen Stafford win playoff games. I've seen him hoist the Lombardi. Like maybe they can do some things creatively to add some more talent to that roster. Like Miami's kind of is what it is at this point. And the fact that McDaniel didn't have the answers to the test against the best teams was, would be troubling. Yes. And so that's a, that's an issue with him and the quarterback. It doesn't make sense because their talent is really high. They're incredibly talented, but I feel like Tua functions in very particular environments very well. And I think that in the playoffs, you don't necessarily get to play in those kind of environments. Yeah. It's true. All right. That's higher or lower. Um, should we do the Griff stat of the day? Yeah, let's do it. Griff stat of the day. Stat of the day. Stat of the day. It's the Griff stat of the day. <laughs> We're going to get a real, some real I, sound. Should have just I recorded like that. Should have just recorded that and played it. Yeah, it just gave it to you. All right. Today we have... A stat about our old friend, Odell Beckham Jr., who signed a one-year $15 million deal with the Baltimore Ravens in the offseason with incentives, got up to $16 million. The numbers on this contract don't look great as they (laughs) equate to over $28,000 per yard, over $457,000 per catch, and over $5 million per touchdown on the season that the Ravens had to pay for. So a little bit of an underwhelming year for for Mr. Beckham. Five hundred thousand dollars a catch is great. This is what I, I think. Good. This is what I think. Good for him. I think good for him. He's a nice guy. Here's here's what I think. I think Lamar wanted this deal. Yeah, he wanted. And it. so they did it. They're trying to make nice with Lamar. Lamar didn't have his contract at that point. <laughs> no. And here's the other thing. Odell is beloved by players. Yes. They can. They think he is the coolest cat ever. Like he has a mystique around him. It's hard. It defies logic because it's been a long time since he's been great. He's been injured, unfortunately, so often. But he still carries an incredible Q rating amongst players. Yep. So I think that signing, yes, if you break it down to numbers, you're like, boy, that was brutal. But I think it was kind of something that Lamar wanted. They got Lamar done. And, and I think it was more than just what he did on the field is probably my guess on that. Uh, don't miss uh, Billy Joel and Rod Stewart together for the first time ever Friday, September don't. 13th at Cleveland Brown Stadium. Tickets go on sale Friday, February 2nd, 10 a.m. Visit clevelandbrownstadium.com slash Billy and Rod 2024 for more information. It's Billy Joel and Rod Stewart together for one night only. The godfather of Cleveland Browns Daily, the great Vic Carucci, going to join us coming up next. You listen to Cleveland Browns Daily on 850 ESPN. Are you tired of your scented cleaning products smelling and cleaning like meh? Then it's time for an upgrade with the power of Clorox Sentiva, with an uplifting scent that smells like coconut 
Clorox Sentiva gives you powerful clean like Clorox, but a feeling like <sighs> being transported to a tropical island retreat. Imagine putting your phone on Do Not Disturb, tuning out all the constant, just the feeling of warm sand in between your toes and a fruity drink in your hand. The ones with the little umbrella. Refresh your home to feel like an all-inclusive vacation by getting Clorox Sentiva. Also available in grapefruit and lavender scents at a nearby retail store. Cleveland Browns Daily, brought to you by BallyBet, now live in Ohio on 850 ESPN Cleveland. A few things please me, like that music. It can mean only one thing. The Godfather, the man who birthed the show from his loins, the originator of CBD, and current Bills NFL contributor at WGRZ in Buffalo, the great... Vic Carucci joining us on the Twisted the Hotline. How are you, buddy? I'm great. I will say every time you remind me about birthing from my loins, those loins, <laughs> it's still painful. You To birth a whole show, guys, and you know how big <laughs> that is. Incredible. It's, it's an incredible feat. It's a labor of love. A lot of physical therapy, but but I'm okay. Look at this picture we've got. We got to tell Vic what's on the oh screen my goodness, right this now is, for him. It's from 2014 because I remember that, or 2013. Yeah, those were the first polos I yeah. got. Vic holding the football in a Browns, a brown Browns polo. Yeah, just poised. Oh, look, wow. you look ready to play quarterback. To be honest, you do look great. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. I'm he sure that look, out he well. looks fantastic. You got to take a Actually, picture. Actually, didn't they have a 60? Wait, they had a 60-year-old guy play quarterback for the Browns this year, I believe. They did. Right? did. It, it did happen. He was great. It, he, he couldn't so, have been better. He was great. And, and it worked. And it worked out. <laughs> hey, Vic. I, before we get into the Dorsey stuff and and everything, I was curious. You know, this is yeah. you had the 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 playoff game this year, which had to be delayed in Buffalo. I know that they are doing a new stadium up there, and I. I and you don't know if a dome would have helped it or not, but I know that it's not going to be a dome. What what did they do? What is there in that stadium to to make the in stadium experience for fans more palatable? Like I'm watching people shovel out snow and like a couple of weeks yeah. in a row, and I know that there's probably some charm to that, but that only goes so far. What what type of technology is in that stadium for for what will be a modern stadium in the NFL? We we all know shoveling snow is is a charming thing. Um, <laughs> I would say this. I, I would say this. Uh, as far as the let's start with the the biggest problem in the game being moved, and and this would also include the one against the Browns, right? That had to be moved yeah. to Detroit. Was was at, you know was was access was road was travel. So those those basic the basic part of roads filled with snow that need to be cloud that are dangerous, that you could have stranded vehicles, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Um, that isn't going to change whether you dome it or not. We know that. That's obvious. But um, in terms of a, a team that would also, you know, try to present the best experience for fans, which I don't think includes having to shovel off your seat uh, no. and still having snow, the remnants of that Pittsburgh game, all that snow that wasn't removed. It was, 
you know, you had 71,000 seats, and I think you had about 60 people trying to remove snow uh, because a lot of it fell right before game time, as you recall. And um, uh, and, and there were still remnants of that uh, for the uh, Kansas City game, believe it or not. Uh, you, you saw, and, you know, when the Bills scored, the the, touchdown, the uh, snowball celebrations, et cetera. Uh, the new... As I, as I see the design and the design, um, the, the, uh, the photos and, and uh, whatever, the concepts of the new stadium, it has this canopy deal that looks like it covers roughly 60% of the seats. But here's, here's the thing, and I'm not trying to pretend to be a meteorologist here, but the last I checked, snow doesn't just fall straight down, right? It, it, <laughs> no. Wind can often take it in different directions. And that gigantic hole, it's still a big hole, even with the canopy, um, I can see sideways snow filling, you know, th- th- as the winds fluctuate, uh, filling some seats up. So um, I still think of a missed opportunity. You're building, you know, this is the largest construction project maybe since the Erie Canal was built in this area. You're going back a lot of years. And, yeah. and you're, you're, you're missing an opportunity, I feel, uh, and I'm paying for some of it as a taxpayer. Uh, the, the, we're on, you know, the, the state is on the hook for $1.4 billion. Uh, Terry Pagula is going to be on the hook for probably close to 500 if not more, million uh, when it's completed per the terms of the, of the lease agreement. Um, and I don't know, guys, it, it, you know, building it, building it right across the street from the current stadium, not putting it downtown, uh, not making it part of, of an epicenter of, of the city, uh, missed opportunities, but that's just me. Agree. We agree. We are brothers in arms on that. By the way, Notorious, we have we know we have the location of that hoodie, and it will come to the Combine in Indy to be presented to you. So oh, don't think we'll we've do forgotten it. about it. We'll do it on the program. And, yeah, no, we'll I didn't think you did. And I, and I would no. wear that with absolute pride. Yeah, yes, you know that. Yes, All right, yes of course. Well, we will, it, it will give us pride to have you wear That's it. That's right. That's right. We'll be very prideful. Notorious, obviously there have been some tough losses in the Buffalo Bills storied history, the Super Bowls. This year it felt like this one in Buffalo against the Chiefs was incredibly painful. How where, how does it stack up? Where does the franchise go from here? Because it feels like maybe a lot of eggs were in this year's basket. And maybe that's an incorrect perception from the outside, but that's how oh, it felt looking in. That's, that's a, you're spot on with the eggs in basket. Um, and these eggs, by the way, this basket's been in place for multiple seasons. We're yeah. talking, you know, yeah. a, a window of a few years, to say the least. This being the third of maybe three years of legitimate, you're in that, you're, you're built for the Super Bowl. When you made the Von Miller move, uh, you know, all of that is pushing yep. the chips to the middle and, and saying, and, and you got, you got Josh Allen, you got, and you've got to win it. And then when you don't win it, when you come up short, there is that feeling. Now this season um, had that sense of, you know, you heard oh resilience, like because, because of how they, they got into the playoffs when their season was veering off the tracks when totally. through a six game stretch, right. And that Denver, that ugly Denver uh, loss, Monday Night Lost, that it, it, it had the feel of a season that, first of all, might be a disaster. They recovered from that, but it didn't mitigate the pain, I believe, and the fan base is angry. The fan base feels uh, th- this missed opportunity uh, was there, and, and, it was, and it wasn't that they got blown out by the Chiefs. They were in it to the very end and, and found a way virtually to, to lose it. 
um, with with the missed kick. Now that now you still could have had Patrick probably would have had Patrick Mahomes drive down for winning points if it was a tie there. But that's why you don't go for the tie. And they and at parts in that it, it was eight minutes and twenty three seconds of infamy because they were meandering between let's get a touchdown no let's get a field goal let's get a touchdown no let's get a field goal and finally at the end settling for the field goal but not before Josh Allen a misses a uh, I mean a, a sixty yard throw that that Stephon Diggs drops, and so then when he goes yeah. for the gusto, the, the money play, he doesn't go for Diggs. The money play is for Khalil Shakir in the middle of end zone, but Deion Dawkins, meanwhile, is getting virtually picked up and carried into Josh's lap by Chris Jones, and, and there's your game, really. That's the moment of truth. So, yes, bitter, upset. Um, are they still viable? Of course, but I'll tell you this, per your point, that they're – the estimate, we don't know what the cap is, right? But they're about 50, the best guesstimates is about 50 million over they would be. So that's a lot of roster remakes. I think they're going to become a significantly younger team uh, this year, and you're going to see a lot of new faces. Vic, one of the things that was so curious in that game, and obviously Diggs, what's happened to him over the last 10 games of the season is kind of wild and couldn't come up with those big catches, but you go back to the decision to go for it on fourth with a fake punt. It felt to me like the Bills were saying, if this was a movie, wouldn't it be so great if we call a fake punt and DeMar Hamlin scores a touchdown and it would be the greatest feel-good moment ever? But this isn't a movie. This is real life. I mean, if no. you're going to make that decision, don't you just put Josh Allen out there and say you find a way to get yeah. four yards? It's, it's so funny. I feel like you've been part of the conversations that have been going on throughout <laughs> Western New York because I've had – any number of people, uh, either, and, and I'm talking non-media, that just fan, just pose it. Why did yeah. they just leave the offense on the field? So uttering right. your exact words, and I'm and I'm I'm in that camp too. Um, yes, it, it was a bizarre thought. It was fourth and five. It wasn't fourth and right. let's just sneak it here and we'll really fool. And by the way, the Chiefs weren't fooled. They had one of their no. defenders was wired right with a microphone. I don't know if you've seen the replay. It's been on social media calling for watch the fake as the defense was coming off the field uh, for fourth down and the punt team, punt cover team was coming on for KC. Watch the fake, watch the fake, watch the fake. Put on your earmuffs, put on your earmuffs. That's the whole signaling of that. And, of course, and they had 10 men on the field, by the way, Kansas City, and they still yeah, uh, stopped it. it. DeMar Hamlin – DeMar Hamlin, who's barely played this season, is not the guy who should have had the ball in that circumstance. Just say it. You know, you, you don't right. do that. Um, it felt, and guys, I'll say this. This is the KC effect. You're, there is such a, when you've got, not unlike having Tom Brady on the other side, when you've got Patrick Mahomes, when you've got Kelsey, when you've got Andy Reid, when you've got this Hall of Fame crew uh, of this dynastic team on the other side, I think it, it gets right into your head as an opposing coach, and you start saying, we better do something extreme. We better swing you know, for the fences, or, it's or, or we're going to not have a chance. Yeah, it, it, cert it felt all of that. There was a desperation to all of it. Uh, the yeah. great Vic Carucci joining us. Uh, Vic, I want to ask you about Ken Dorsey reportedly coming here to be the offensive coordinator. Um, my, yeah. Our hunch is, and we don't – we haven't heard anything officially here, but 
just putting the the connecting some dots that his experience with a young Josh Allen, his experience with Cam Newton in Carolina in terms of implementing some of those things with Deshaun Watson would be a big reason for that. It obviously didn't go for well well for him as an offensive coordinator this year in Buffalo. He was he was let go and then Joe Brady. But what can you tell us about Ken the person? What can you tell us about Ken uh, the the guy who can hopefully get Deshaun Watson back to what he once was? Yeah, so I'll put it in some. I'll, I'll give you a plus minus column on it. Uh, the pluses. Uh, he bonded so well with Josh Allen when he was the Bills quarterbacks coach uh, and, and doing that job and passing game coordinator uh, that was uh, from 2019 to 2021, um, had, had been the quarterbacks coach for the Panthers uh, before that and then was out of football for a couple of years before arriving in Buffalo in 2019. Um, the the uh, instant bonding, his former, the, the, being a former player, uh, I think works to his benefit. He can, he's a, a great communicator that way, can reach a player that way. I don't think it's traditional coach-player relationship. Yeah, he's the guy who, who is ultimately putting things together and setting a plan, but it's collaborative. And, and I know that's what Josh loved about him. Josh was devastated when, when the change was made after that Denver game. And, and frankly, of all the things that went wrong in that Denver game, I, I know the decision didn't maybe encapsulate more than that. The offense was running pretty pretty wonky for the most part up to that point. But that uh, on the list of things that were going wrong and to have this uh, firing happen in the immediate aftermath, Dorsey's was low on that list, Dorsey, Dorsey's contribution. Now, um, he, when he took over as coordinator, uh, there, there were some instant results in 2022 following big shoes, Brian Dayball's shoes, uh, but he learned well, I think, also under Dayball, was really utilizing much of a, of a playbook and, and a philosophy that Dayball had put in place. Why? Because he got Josh Allen, who is a more, he's, he's a fully, you know, finished, pro, or mostly finished product, so you're not, you're not teaching somebody really a whole lot. You're, you're fine-tuning and adapting. Now, um, by the second half of 22, as you saw, there was a tailing off of the offense. And in the playoffs, it certainly went bad. They didn't play that well against Miami. They got eliminated, by, of course, by the Bengals' awful game uh, at home in the divisional round. And then you go into this year, and, and Josh was, you know, you saw that first game against the Jets, forcing throws to Diggs, not looking together. He was inside his head. I still think there was more of a Josh problem than a Dorsey problem. But, but when you're the offensive coordinator, you're paid to solve the problems of the quarterback, right? There's just no middle ground on that. And as Josh continued to struggle, slash the offense struggling through six, a good six weeks, even in wins against the Giants and Buccaneers where they were survival wins, um, that, that, kind of, that was the case that was kind of building up against him. Now, um, so he gets, he gets fired. Uh, Joe Brady taking over, and yes, the offenses look better to the point where even with a six, half dozen game or so sample size, Sean McDermott decides, let's keep this guy. He really made that decision because Josh said, I want this guy. This is just like Josh said, I want Ken Dorsey as the replacement for Brian Dayball. So, so Josh's endorsement, if you put faith in that, um, and I think it's fair to put, put a decent amount of faith in that, uh, that should carry some weight. As I said, if you ask Josh Allen how he feels about Ken and Ken getting this opportunity with the Browns, 
he'd be doing cartwheels. He's he's very happy for him. They great relationship right to the very end. I, and again, I think Josh feels uh, and should feel somewhat responsible for Ken not yeah. still being with the Bills. So, Vic, the way that I've kind of come to understand this from the Brown side of it is that, you know, Kevin Stefanski is obviously so good at that, you know, the under center, hard play action, kind of that Shanahan Kubiak system, the outside zone, the play action off of it. Obviously, we've increased our run game thanks to Bill Callahan, but that what he wasn't maybe as well versed in is shotgun, having a quarterback who you incorporate into your run game, the RPO game, the drop back game, straight drop back game in the shotgun and is that what Dorsey is good at from his time, either whether it be with Cam Newton or then obviously with Josh Allen and Dable and the things that the Bills did? Absolutely. Now, the fine line, and, and this, I think some of this is the Sean McDermott defensive background roots thinking that he didn't love, and he spoke out about it actually at last year's Combine is when you first sort of heard this message that he started to deliver, which was we really – want Josh to be, you know, more prudent with his running, more careful, just yep. uh, exposure to hits, right? So, um, and, and I think in many ways that was a message to Dorsey, too, about the design. Now, that somewhat got into Josh's head because I think there, were, there was an indecisiveness on Josh's part about should I pull it down and run? Should I be running and throwing? What, what do I do? And there were moments where he looked just like frozen in his own mind um, sure. I don't know that that's going to be a problem for, for, Watson, for Watson, but I'll say this. It's about design, and, and, and guys, we know this much. That is such a weapon. The RPOs, when you have a quarterback who can, who can run, who can make plays with his feet, who can keep a defense so off balance, especially on third down, and, and the third and longer plays, I think, are, are when quarterback running is its most effective and deadly, yep. uh, not, uh, with all due respect to Tush Push. But I do think that's really when you have that fleet athletic guy. And Josh is that guy. Watson, I'm sure, can be that guy. And I know you guys have seen it uh, a, yep. a bit. But I, my memory, my, my most lasting memory of Deshaun Watson, the quarterback, Houston Texans, Buffalo Bills wildcard playoff game. And he, in, in large part, got the Texans out of a 16-point hole with his feet. And he, he got sacked like seven times in that game, got hit a bunch more, but kept getting up and kept making those, uh, those stretch it out plays or those moving the sticks plays with his feet. Vic, you're the best, buddy. We'll see the you at the best. combine, pal. Gifts and toe. Looking forward to it, gentlemen. All yes, right. Well, look, looking forward to it. Be well, gentlemen. Love you guys. All right. All right. Love you too. The best. The great Vic Carucci, the godfather. If a car, truck, or motorcycle accident caused you injury, call the injury lawyers at 1-800-ELK, Ohio, for a free case review. Elk and Elk's a proud partner of your Cleveland Browns. So much more to come. You're listening to Cleveland Browns Daily on 850 ESPN Cleveland. Cleveland Browns Daily, brought to you by BallyBet, now live in Ohio on 850 ESPN Cleveland. The uh, so I told I did I let's we start this the the, the uh, Sofia Vergara show Griselda Griselda so I, no we haven't talked about it yet all right so I was I was gonna start it and then um, the blonde fell asleep with uh, Bootsy he was a little under the weather so I didn't start because I thought we'd probably watch it together but I did watch a little of it um, I wish it was just Vergara she's not though she's but Griselda. I don't care what do I care 
I don't need the historical Vergara. I don't know. I found I almost no not. Like it was tough. It's especially like the. They're trying to. I understand. Bring down one of the most beautiful people. I understand. And she still is. Yeah. You still know that she's in there. Yeah. Yeah. It's good. You're gonna like it. I will. I will. Um. Yeah. I'm. I'm kind of for all of that. The. uh, And supposedly after you finish it, that people recommend you watch. the documentary Cocaine Cowboys, one of the oh, yeah. two documentaries, is on Griselda Blanco. Oh, okay. Yeah, that was the, that same guy that did Cocaine Cowboys. I'm pretty sure he did The U. Okay. The Doc, The U. Billy Corgan, I believe is his yeah. name. Sounds but right. Much like the Smashing Pumpkins yeah. lead singer. Despite all my rage, still just still a rat in a cage, baby. That's all it is. That video had a lot of intensity to it. I loved it. I, I was a lot I, going that on. That song, I had a big... I, that song, yeah, it's a good one. That was a, good, that was yeah. a banger. Yeah. yeah, that was good. There's a lot going on in that video. There is. All right, so we're going to do this tomorrow. Is that the operation? That's the deal? Make um, sure you go on to Browns oh yeah, underscore vote, daily. Vote. Unless we want to uh, play a victory. Uh, the the Hoff joins us tomorrow from Germany. He's back. Yeah, yeah. The Tales of the Hoff. All he's been Tales doing is Hoff. skiing, I feel like. Just skiing. It feels like they're on a ski vacation. Went into Germany. You got to live. Next yeah. level's up next. Thanks for listening. Include the Browns daily, 850 ESPN Cleveland. You've been listening to Cleveland Browns Daily, a production of the Cleveland Browns and 850 ESPN Cleveland. Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender.